This is CQ Roll Call's Policy Briefs, the latest in policy news from the CQ Roll Call newsroom. This is John Donnelly, and I cover defense for CQ Roll Call. So last week, the Biden administration unveiled what was called a skinny budget. It was basically the broad outlines of their fiscal 2022 budget proposal, the details of which will be provided in a few weeks. And one interesting thing that was in there was they said that they would no longer have what has become known as the OCO budget, OCO for Overseas Contingency Operations Budget. And they could call this a significant budgetary reform. And this gets a little bit arcane, a little bit technical, but this is significant mainly because it represents the end of an era, an era of budgetary abuse, according to most observers on both sides of the aisle, I should add. So the OCO budget really uh, has grown considerably since the September 11th terror attacks and the wars that followed. But the problem with this account was on several levels. First of all, since 2011, the federal government has been operating under budget caps under the so-called Budget Control Act, limiting defense and non-defense spending. But they wrote into the law an exemption for OCO spending. By the way, the lion's share of that is in the Defense Department, but there's a little bit for the State Department. But they said in the law that OCO spending was not subject to the caps. And so that gave lawmakers and administration officials from both parties a place to put money. When they wanted to spend more money than the law allowed, that was a place where it was allowable. You know, the the idea was to create an exemption for emergencies, meaning wars. But what developed over time is that the Pentagon used it to put expenses that had absolutely nothing to do with war. And at one point, they were spending on the order of $50 billion a year in the OCO budget for things that had nothing to do with overseas contingency operations. So that was one big problem with it. And oh, by the way, other departments in the federal government did not have any kind of safety valve like this. It gave the Defense Department a special dispensation that almost no one else had. The other thing about OCO is they didn't have to put forth a five-year spending plan for something that was in the OCO budget. So it limited to some extent the scrutiny and the planning, both within the Pentagon and on Capitol Hill. It is amazing how much was spent in this account. Again, over and above the caps in law. Over the course of nearly a couple decades, the Defense Department spent in excess of $2 trillion in the war budget, a substantial portion of which had nothing to do with war, all of it above the supposed caps on federal spending. Um, So it was not a glorious uh, period for fiscal discipline, let's put it that way. But I don't think the Biden administration deserves too much credit for this. They are making a virtue of convenience. Number one, the wars are almost over. There's not quite as much money by any stretch of the imagination being spent on the operations in in the Middle East primarily. Number two, the Budget Control Act as of this year is no more. So there's really no need anymore to have a special safety valve. So it's it's an easier time to get rid of OCO than it was two or three or four or five years ago. Last comment, they will still have a war budget. Um, We don't know yet what it's gonna be called, probably not OCO, but it will be a place in the regular budget for smaller expenses, small by Pentagon standards, 10 or $20 billion a year. But 
presumably all that money will actually be for what's needed overseas and not a place to stash additional spending for military uh, military programs.